everybody. Welcome to the podcast for the Young Women Leaders in AI. I am your host, Lizzie, and today I have with me Rowan Toll, Bri Beaumont, Morgan Golding, and Jess Robbins. To start off with, I would like to get each of you to give yourself an introduction, um, explain a bit about what you do, your company, and what involved you with Young Women Leaders in AI. Hello, my name is Morgan. I work in marketing and communications, and I am also the social media manager for the Young Women Leaders in AI program. Um, I first attended the camp in 2019 um, and was a a participant from a non-technical background and um, absolutely loved it. Um, Loved the whole program, the setup of it and the networks I built and the people I met. um, And it was just an amazing experience. And that's something that I've taken into my role and into my career and I'm just so excited to be a part of um, making this all happen again this year and into the future. Okay, so my name is Rowan. I'm the director of AI Academy and the founder of the program. So approximately two, two and a half years ago, Kelvin Ross and myself sat down and uh, came up with the concept and we thought about receiving funding from the federal government through the Women in STEM and Entrepreneurship Grant, which we were fortunate enough to get. Uh, And so we've been growing the program, learning a lot along the way, uh, finding out what we can do to improve the opportunities for young women to have have a career in technology and uh, address many of the issues that we find exist today in in an environment where women are not predominantly uh, part of the cohort and to make sure that we give them those opportunities and, and allow businesses to come and see the types of talent and an accessibility to these young women that can help change and improve their diversity within their workforces, uh, which, as we all know, improves productivity and, and profitability, which is always important for a business. Hey, everyone. My name is Briar Beaumont. I'm the chair of the Young Women Leaders in AI Management Committee. I'm also an ambassador and community leader for the program. Um, I have been involved with this program since April 2019 when I first attended the camp at the Gold Coast. Um, I went along hoping to just basically learn what I could about emerging tech, uh, meet some cool people and um, and find out, you know, w- what I could do to become more involved in this really, really exciting space which um, which has certainly been the case over the last uh, you know six to 12 months as I've, I've become more involved in this in this area and in the community. Um, so what I do uh, in my day, in my day job, I work as a, a manager uh, in the university sector. I actually work at the University of Queensland, which interestingly has a lot of really interesting AI research happening there as well. One of our senior researchers, come to think of it, has just um, become a finalist for the AIX Prize using machine learning to recommend uh, specific insulin doses for people with diabetes. So really cutting edge stuff. But anyway... Yeah, just like to encourage other people to get involved and find out a little bit more about this program. And hopefully, you'll hear from some of my some of my peers here today just about what they got out of the program and what they're hoping to, you know, contribute back to their respective companies or, or interest in volunteering groups um, through the knowledge that they've gained through the Young Women Leaders in AI program. Hey everyone, my name is Jess, and I am a project manager at a company called Observer. 
Um, it's a data management software company. So what I do there is basically we have apps and, you know, other kind of software and stuff. I implement it at mining and oil and gas company. So I, um, I'm pretty lucky I get to do a bit of travel for my work. So I'm an ambassador and community leader for the Young Women Leaders in AI. And what that means is I like to promote the program and really show the value that it brings um, to young women um, who are looking for jobs in the field, who are interested in, you know, not just AI, um, you might be interested in data, technology, just things in general um, that pertain to this space. And I like to show people that it's really accessible and, you know, you don't need to be technical to get into um, into technology or anything like that. So um, that's kind of what I bring to the table. Um, and I'm really excited to be coming to the camp next, um, you know, oh, this year, not, not next year. It's already 2020. Um, so hopefully I'll meet you there. All right. Thank you very much for that, guys. So... Now I'm going to like ask you a few questions. So, okay. So for everyone in the room, um, what is Young Women Leaders in AI trying to achieve? Um, what is the camp and the program that we run? And what are the goals for the future? And how does this affect the other women around us? I think I'll start just by saying that the, the primary purpose is to create opportunities. That's, that's what we're all about. I can't speak as a woman. Um, I can only speak as someone that has daughters and a wife and have coached and, and worked with a lot of women groups over the years and understand that there's many challenges that we, we can't appreciate as a male. So that's, that's really important for us to understand that there are different challenges. But in order to make sure that we, we create opportunities, we need to make sure that we actually address where those, where those issues are um, acknowledge the ones that we don't necessarily understand and know and then build the confidence for young women to go out there and, and actually be leaders and I think we've done that very successfully with the cohort but it's from a from a baseline creating a community of, of women that can help each other through their careers as that as that moves forward. Yeah I definitely agree with Rowan I think um, you know I think the, the key part that Rowan touched on in addition to the the technology side of learning about AI as the leadership side and that's something that really stood out to me about this camp was you know it's not all about coding it's not all about machine learning or you know natural language processing or or anything like that although there is a there, there is a lot of technical content in there as well a lot of it's around you know getting to know the journeys of other women as they've gone through their educational or professional journeys a lot of it's around getting to know yourself a little bit better as well and trying to figure out you know how you can fit into this exciting rapidly growing world that ai is you know seemingly touching in in every way uh, so yeah, it's it's definitely a very broad and comprehensive program. I think something that will be really exciting as we move into 2020 will be the mentoring aspect of the program as well. And that's not only mentor to mentee uh, mentoring, but it's also the peer mentoring that I think it just organically occurs when you've got a big cohort of really interesting, engaged um, and passionate young women who, who form these new relationships with each other and can sort of be there to support each other in, in different ways. So I definitely, uh, I definitely recommend the program as, as an interesting experience and, and a great personal development journey as well. Yeah, that I definitely that definitely resonates with me. From um, like my interpretation 
of of that is that the the camp and young women leaders in AI what it really helps to promote is that like point blank there are not enough women in technology in engineering in AI any of these fields in STEM you know you can just open up you know, many many articles and read about how there's not enough women in any of these fields and programs like this are encouraging and breaking down those barriers to entry for you know younger girls um, you know any what's I'm you know the age range for us is um, high school to me I'm a young professional so I'm 24 um, you know up to 30 I think as well so it's really about breaking down the down those barriers and saying you know hey come and have a try because that's that's definitely what I did I'm just I was just there to have a try and see, you know, what I could do. I do have a technical background and I'm always willing to learn more. And I think that's something, you know, regardless of how technical or not technical you are, just give it a go. Yeah, I'd um, agree with all of that. But I think one of the most powerful things about this um, program is the networks that you build, not only within your um, peer groups and your working groups, but also with from hearing some of the industry professionals that have gone out there and done it and just seeing where their career has taken them, what their journey is, I think is something really powerful and something you can always, um, you know, get in touch later on, chat to them, seek career advice um, and just see where the path takes you. And I think um, you're in a place with um, super supportive people, um, both around you and who you're listening to and hearing from. Um, and I think that's, great whether you're from a technical or a non-technical background to um, keep those relationships, build those networks and um, just go for it. Because yeah. Morgan, you're not from a, a strict technical background, are you? You're in the marketing and communication space, but from what I understand, and maybe you can elaborate on this, that's an area that's going to be quite impacted by emerging technologies, particularly in, in the marketing sense. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I can just see um, the future of marketing is changing so rapidly, especially with um, new digital platforms, but also um, from a marketing perspective, it's um, how we can better connect with customers and connect with clients and connect with people. And having AI as the potential way to help do that um, is definitely something that's on the horizon. Um, and I just think that almost being ahead of that and knowing what it, the potentially is coming is better than running away from it. Mm. And it's interesting too because you mentioned customers there but I guess we should also consider that marketing and the sort of technology that can support it can also be used to, you know, engage more effectively with other stakeholders. So that could be like for us, Morgan, that could be students or that could be, you know, that could be uh, partners if you're looking at, at linking up not-for-profits and, and different partners. It could be, um, you know, anything. It could be working from a hospital outreach perspective. So I know marketing often gets a bit of a rap as being a salesy thing, but ultimately it's about connecting, isn't it? For sure. Yeah, and so I guess there's probably lots of different industries that could be touched by all the different technologies that are emerging now. I think that one, and one of the things that marketing does really well and you can really see it moving forward in is the digital space. So it really leverages data about, like you said, anyone basically. It doesn't have to be a customer per se. Is that, yeah, it really takes hold of that data and is moving forward, I think, maybe faster than any other industry to really learn from it and leverage it and um, you know be data driven or whatever and 
you know, you can start, you, you have to start with data and then from there you get, you can start learning from it. And that's where, you know, artificial intelligence and machine learning comes in is because you're basically, all it is, is just trying to learn from the information that you have at your fingertips. And yeah, that's what marketing is good for. One of the other things I was just thinking about whilst Morgan was talking is that she was like a hundred percent right about, you know, the networks that you create and stuff like that is just because, you know, if not for the camp, um, a year ago, you know, nearly a year and nearly a year ago now, um, I wouldn't know any of the people that I'm sitting in a room in the room with right now. So, you know, it's, it's a, um, it's just a great opportunity to meet new people. It has been actually, I'll second that. And I mean, I've gone on along to so many different events and meetings and coffee catch-ups and all these sorts of things with people who I just find so inspiring and they're doing such interesting stuff that was so, you know, out of the realm of the, the sorts of things that I thought I would be involved in. And now I think I feel very much as though the world is very much more open perhaps um, than it seemed to be 12 or 18 months ago um, by virtue of the fact that, you know, you get together in a room with this many people doing this much cool stuff and you see that, hang on, there are so many ways to to leverage these technologies and it doesn't really matter what your interest or your goals are it's about finding creative ways to use that technology f for your you know career or business and that could be you know if you're looking to be an entrepreneur which is certainly something that I know the camp encourages and I can I suppose talk a bit more about our pitches later if we have time because that was really exciting and fun too but it's also about looking at what the opportunities might be for all of us now in our current roles at our at our you know organizations businesses etc to to go well hang on how could how could a bit of data science and a bit of machine learning and a bit of prediction and all these all these tools that are now at our fingertips, how could that make our lives easier, better and more effective for those stakeholders that we're trying to serve? And as Rowan touched on before, what could be the, the, the cost savings or the efficiencies that go along with that? So I think um, it's worthwhile for us to, you know, use this small amount of learning that we have to almost dip our toes in almost dip our toes in the water uh, and see what can be done for, for our organisations now as well as to what, what amazing unicorn startups we could all have later. Mm. Yeah, it's still yeah. on the... That's a dream. Yeah, that's a dream. <laughs> right. I can also hear some piano in the background. So yeah. Nice Got soundtrack. Got a bit of nice music in the background there. Just for the camp, for me, the biggest thing it actually had an effect on for me was because I already work in, um, like I finished my engineering degree and I'm now a mechatronics engineer, um, I attended the camp in, um, I guess I wasn't in a great spot mentally and it really brought back that power for me in my job. And that um, really, really empowered me to just put my foot forward and take risks with things I never thought I would have. So I took the risk and I went to a company and asked them if they would take me on as an intern, um, even though they were Gold Coast based and I lived in Townsville at the time. Um, so I had to come down and, um, you know, rent somewhere down here while renting in Townsville to do this internship. And it was with a company that um, actually do build rockets. So it was very interesting. And it that was so cool. Um, it really, really did help me as well. So having this opportunity to just be around all these inspiring women that just brought so much out of me that I had, I guess, not really recognised was there. Um, you know, I never shied in a situation in technology, but this just put that little bit of oomph in my stride. Mm. 
I think that's a really important part of the program to understand as well is that we are about making bravery, I guess. And and there's a lady did a, tid, a TED talk called uh, Reshma Sajani, I think that's her name, and she talks about teaching girls to be brave, not perfect. Mm. And I think that's a really a really important aspect of what we need to do to move forward. And the program has provided many, many opportunities for participants to go and actually present as leaders in AI to industry. Um, we provide opportunities for young women to come into leadership roles just like the four of you. And that also then is a great um, add-on to your resume as part of what you're doing. So I think that there's that aspect of the program as well that while it's it's there, it often gets overlooked and the, the importance and value of what that is when industry professionals look uh, being presented with young women who are standing up there holding their own and, and often leading because a lot of the people that they get put up with don't have the same knowledge or, or abilities that the, the young women that are on these panels and that present, it, the opportunities that come out of that are, is, is quite staggering. So that's a really big you know, advantage to being involved as well. So just moving on with the questions, what is something you guys wish you knew when you started that you have learnt along the way? For me, what that means is like when I started my career or, um, you know, when I got into the field to build some context is that even though I'm a project manager in a tech company right now, I didn't actually even start out in that role and I didn't I, I didn't study that at uni I actually studied chemical engineering at uni so I think the, the thing I'd wish I'd known when starting out was that you know same thing I'd probably say a lot more now is that just to give it a go and you'll find your way you know there's you'll take risks try and be brave I guess um, you know I just you know sometimes I didn't have any confidence in my decisions or anything like that but I guess look in hindsight give it a go um just you'll find your way there eventually mm. there's i don't know if it's a quote but it's something that i read once and it was uh bite off more than you can chew and just chew like hell <laughs> <laughs> i think it's really good um because you know you, i think you'll astound yourself when you realize what you're actually capable of um and and just um i guess jumping off what jess said um if, if I were to reflect on, you know, my professional career to date and all the different things that I've been involved in outside of work and outside of my, you know, university education, I, I probably wish that I had, um, you know, bitten off even more because as, as all of you have found over the last six or 12 months, you've been involved in a lot. You've done more, you've learned more, you've contributed more. Uh, not only to your own lives and your own careers, but to the to the women around you and the people that you're working with and your organisations as well, even if it's just through a small piece of knowledge that you're bringing in. So, um, yeah, um, to, to, to use the uh, now oft-quoted uh, Cheryl Sandberg, definitely, you know, lean in, I think, would be, would be one of the key messages um, that, that came out of this camp to me and that I've certainly tried to encourage other people to, to take on as well. Just back yourself. Yeah, I agree with all of that. And I think it's, um, I think if I have my time again, as cliche as all of this will sound, is that it's okay to fail. It's okay to not get where you want to right off the bat. It's also okay to change your mind. If something is not working for you, it is okay to mix things up. It is okay to explore new avenues. Um, 
similar story to Jess. I actually, um, when I left school, I started at the Conservatorium of Music. So I started um, full-time studying classical flute. I got three weeks in and hated it. Um, and that was the, the biggest decision to make because um, studying music, like with, with anything really, it's such a big commitment. So I'd prepared myself my entire schooling to go and pursue this career and it just wasn't right for me and that's okay so it's okay to fail it's okay to change your mind and then beyond that it's about seizing every opportunity again sounds cliche but it is about asking the questions asking how you can learn more how you can be involved and I think that's something that's been really great about this camp as well is that we're all sitting here asking having asked that question of how can we help what can what can we do to try and spread this word and help this message go go out there um, and I think that's something that's really powerful. And are the sorts of women that need to hear it too probably uh, you know younger versions perhaps of ourselves or our peers or even those who are older than us as, as well as the people who are currently in industry who may not realise that there's actually a huge pipeline of very capable very um, you know very driven uh, young women who are very keen to engage in the tech space uh, and and to become future leaders as well. So I, I hope that that message not only goes to you know other young women, but but to those who who are looking to leverage all of that capability as well. Yeah. Now, Rowan, your story will be a bit different as you have a lot more experience than us here. Um, but if you want to talk maybe about AI Academy or um, any other industry experience you have. Yeah, that's it's it is an interesting journey because I'm not from technology period like it's not me and my background though is is human development and developing people and making them reach their potential uh, and that's that's taken a really interesting journey I've worked from very very long-term unemployed all the way through to elite athletes and executives in business to help them to to change the way they do things and I think one of the things that comes to the fore when, when I look at this program and, and what we're trying to achieve here. And the, a lot of the issues I, I see is that like many of these things, it, it's like Indigenous affairs, it's migration, all these sorts of things. Women, women don't need to be fixed, they just need an opportunity. And I think that what we're trying to do is actually present that opportunity in a way that it's, it doesn't become a, a, a conversation that is about equal rights or, or anything like that but it's when you get to the camp and you see the results at the end and the outcomes that come from these young women is, is just mind-blowing absolutely mind-blowing so to have that um opportunity and and i think that's i wish i knew more about that probably when i was younger um about what is the impact that being a male has what's what's the advantages i have of being a male so that i could probably be more aware of that earlier uh, and take advantage, I guess, of the opportunities that I've been able to present to different people so that they have a greater a greater outcome than, than maybe they, they have otherwise. Um, as we're coming to a close, I think the one thing I want to say, is there anything that um, you guys want to share that you failed at? And if there's any questions that I haven't covered but you want to talk about them? That's a whole other podcast. Yeah, how much time do you have <laughs> Yeah, look, I think the the, the the journey of life is is about about failing, um, and and learning from those mistakes. It's you know when I often use the analogy when when you're a baby, no baby ever just stands up and walks. 
um, you know, they first learn to crawl and then they stand up and fall down and stand up and fall down. And each time they fall down, they learn something a little bit more, which then allows them to take a step, which then allows them to walk and then run. And, you know, I think that's the same um, thing that, that we want to try and get across is that it is a journey. You're not going to come in and know everything. And the beauty of this industry is it's brand new. So there's a lot of things to learn. There's going to be jobs out there in the future that don't exist right now. Um, so, you know, we can, we can go out there knowing that there's a journey out there, there's, there's a land that is undiscovered yet that we can tap into and take those opportunities and progress forward to, to much, much greater things and, and transform what we're trying to do and, and lead the way for, for you know, the, the followers that are going to come in, in, you know, behind us going forward. I think if I were to add anything to that, it would just be that I was really pleasantly surprised to see the breadth of, you know, industries and applications that emerging technologies can actually touch and improve we did at the camp have uh, a series of pitches. So all the, all the girls, all the attendees got into groups and they all pitched an idea uh, as a bit of a business model like you would at a startup weekend. Um, and we had ideas that looked at recycling. We had ideas that looked at, you know, aged care. We had ideas around, you know, council efficiency, how to improve road safety. The ideas were really broad. The nice thing was there was a common thread of how do we improve society, which I think is a lovely reflection of the quality and, and intent of the people in the room. I think that was really, really clear. It was a really lovely bunch of people who had you know, a genuine desire to make a, a positive impact. And I think that if leveraged correctly and if done you know, thoughtfully and carefully, um, I think technologies such as AI can, can be really beneficial. Um, I would really also just say that you know, if, if you're a, a young person or a non-technical person and you're looking at you know, trying to figure out how you might fit in this bigger picture, just remember that, you know, like email was new once, right? That was, a, that was a brand new, exciting thing once. We don't even think about it anymore. You do not have to reinvent your entire job, but if you could find one task that instead of, you know, walking down somewhere and, and, uh, or, or sending someone a letter, if email could have made it easier, then, then you just pluck out that little bit and you substitute it with, with this new technology. So I'd encourage people to start thinking, you know, as Rowan said, baby steps. What are some of the small and safe ways that you can start to practice using some of this technology, be it in your current role or a group that you might volunteer with in your school or your university and just get a taste for it and get a feel for uh, what can be done. Yeah, just on that note with non-technical um, attendees, being from the engineering background myself and I have done a lot in the AI industry, Attending the camp actually taught me how to share my knowledge in a way that you will understand as someone who doesn't have the tech background. And I think that is also very important. So don't discredit yourself by not knowing and asking those hard questions because it challenges everyone in the tech industry to actually take the time and, you know, explain it in a way that um, it, it teaches everyone else and I think being able to do that with everyone that I met there, it, it made me understand that sometimes I need to take a step back and actually just look at things from the outside. Like I can't you know, talk to everyone about AI and the complete depths that I would maybe a co-worker, co-worker 
And um, I think that's really important because without having you guys ask me these hard questions, I think it, it would get to the point where like you'd have this huge range of people who know the information and the people who don't know the information. And that's a really good point too, actually, Lizzie, and that's something that Brent Richards, who's one of our other founding um, uh, folk, uh, actually raised at an event which I heard him speak at, which is actually how I found out about the, the camp. And Brent was talking about how, you know, this whole transition to a, a, a more effective futuristic world is not just going to happen um, with, you know, peop- by people with coding experience or deep technical knowledge. You need people across the entire spectrum to bring a huge breadth of skills um, to, to as, as Jess does, actually implement some of these projects and as Rowan does to coach people through the human aspect of change and as Morgan does, communicate effectively, you know, what this change is going to mean for you. So, you know, there's, there's no role that will be untouched by, by this level of change that's, that's going to be um, available to us. Yeah, and I get that completely because there are so many roles and things that happen in my company that you wouldn't have thought, you know, you would do five, ten years ago. And that's one of the things that um, I can really see happening is that what a job might be today is not necessarily going to be what a job looks like in five years, ten years, even, you know, 20 years. There are going to be so many new roles that, you know, will come out of this industry and those opportunities, they will cross not only, you know, the technical side of things, they might be non-technical as well. Um, I'll use my company as an example. So me, I'm a project manager. I do semi-technical stuff, but um, there are also components where it's about, you know, just configuring or building the product to look like something um, somebody will actually use. There's training, there's uh, user acceptance testing, there's a whole suite of skills that, you know, as as a tech company, it's not all tech. And yes, there is a lot of tech. We have software engineers too. So we have the hardcore tech stuff as well. But my point is, is that there's so many opportunities in technology and AI that, you know, you just have to go out and see, you know, and really feel, get a good feel for what you're passionate about and what really draws you in and, you know, interests you and, just go and learn more about that because, you know, there'll probably be a job or, you know, if you don't want a job and work, you know, you don't want to work for somebody else, then, you know, you will be able to be an entrepreneur. You can make that your job. Um, you know, you can make a business or whatever. So, yeah, the point is, is that what is what it is today might not necessarily be the same in the future. Can I just say too how great it's been over the last six or 12 months having people such as yourselves come in and contribute your personal skills that you have from your respective professional and educational backgrounds. Uh, As Morgan was saying, she works in marketing and communications and she's taken our Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, you know, all of our different social media channels um, and, and, and really brought that to life and, and to share the good work that's happening and, and to profile some of the people that are involved in the program. Um, so I think in, in addition to the, the camp offering opportunities to learn and grow, 
the program itself has been really nice for a number of us as a, as a means of, you know, giving back, um, practicing some new skills, sharing some skills with others uh, and becoming part of this community leaders group has been really, really nice. So thank you all for, for being part of that. It's been great. Thank you so much, ladies, and um, Rowan as well. <laughs> Get a little call out there. Um, so thank you, listeners, for um, listening in today. And if you did enjoy our podcast, please subscribe or follow. Um, and, yeah, if you if you feel like you want to share it and want to attend our camp, then, then all of the links will be in the comments and queries underneath so that you can definitely have a bit more of a read on what we do.